Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to episode four of the Intermission Podcast. I'm Gio, and I'm with uh, Izzy today. And we got a brand new episode for you guys. It's been about uh, a few weeks since our last episode there. We chatted with Brandon Wine out of the Yale Hockey Academy. If you haven't seen that episode, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Brandon gives us some insight on life as a WHL prospect, and he's a great guy overall, and we know him personally pretty well. Um, but let's get to uh, today's episode. So we're going to be covering some Canadian division rankings. We're going to be doing our top seven teams, and we're also going to be ranking our top five players in the entire NHL, along with some honorable mentions, and our top three defensemen to go along with that. We're also going to be covering some World June. And other than that, uh, just a pretty straightforward episode. How are you doing today, Isaiah? I'm doing good right now. Um, we're in the middle of the World Juniors, and not much is happening except for that. So uh, we've my family's been tuning into it. I know I have, and it's been really exciting to watch. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens in the playoff round of this, and hopefully Canada will uh, take home gold. Yeah, it's definitely exciting when the World Juniors comes around. I think everyone across Canada is always looking forward to it and definitely unites the nation. Uh, we're currently in the second intermission here of Russia-Sweden. This has uh, been a good game so far. Canucks prospect Vasily Falkolzin has been looking really solid uh, two-way player. and He's the captain of the squad. He's in his third year at the World Juniors. So it's been interesting to watch. It's nice to kind of see if you're a Canucks fan, you see the Canucks prospects. And I know you got some Leafs uh, prospects you've been taking a peek at, eh? Yeah, you know, obviously, I actually want to start off on saying I love, obviously, watching Canada because they're my home nation. They're the team um, cheer for and stuff like that. But um, when they're absolutely dominating teams like Germany, they're dominating teams like Switzerland, it's, for me, I'd rather watch teams like Russia and Sweden play. This is such exciting hockey. It's kind of hockey that we haven't really seen before some of these passes that these players are making like I've haven't even thought of this uh they it's a fully different game they focus on puck possession they focus on skill it really makes like hockey uh so much more exciting it's cool to see perspectives from uh, around the world and I want to say this Russian team is exciting to watch I know they got shut out by uh, Czech Republic uh two nothing but um I was watching that game uh, I love how Ray Ferraro said at the end of the game, Czech Republic played a perfect game of hockey. They put their heart and soul onto the ice. They blocked countless shots. They played right to the end. And, uh, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. But, uh, yeah, Russia's uh, – but to be honest, I think Russia uh, is going to go really far in this tournament, and I'm excited to keep watching them uh, as their games go on. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. Obviously, when Canada's playing Germany there, I had to turn it off in the second period. It was just uh, such a blowout. And you know what? It's tough to watch. A team like Germany was a little bit undermanned there with the coronavirus impacting them. And uh, their captain, Tim Stutzel, or Stutzla, I believe that's the pronunciation, but uh, I go with Stutzel. He's been. Uh, He's, he's entertaining to watch as well. Uh, against the Canada team, I wasn't sold on him necessarily. Uh, I felt he was kind of running around trying to chase hits, but I think he was just trying to get the team going. And then last night I watched him play against uh, Slovakia, and he was a dominant force there. Two goals. Had a third almost go in there in the last minute of the final period. He had a, he had a couple uh, today again. Uh, they played Switzerland. I believe they beat them 5-4. Um, that top line on Germany, I think all have at least like nine points. Uh, they're just behind guys like Dylan Cousins. They're just behind guys like Trevor Zegers. Like those top three guys have been super dominant for Germany. And especially after bouncing back from a 16-2 to loss against Canada, uh, Germany's uh, could be going to the playoff round. Um, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, another guy there, Trevor Zegras. He's gross. He was he's just a fantastic player. Um, yeah, I knew the name before this tournament and I'm pretty sure most people did, but wow, he is just unreal, super highly skilled and I think he went nine over ninth overall. I don't know to who. Uh you might know that Isaiah, but 
anyways, he's, he's just a super fun guy to watch, super electric, highly skilled. And, uh, yeah, every team he seems like they have one or two. Uh, obviously, Canada has a full team of first-round picks, but just the skill on these guys is just insane. Like you said, the passing, the some of the plays that they're making, it's, it's unreal to watch. Yeah, I believe, uh, speaking of skill, like you said, Trevor Zegras, I think he went uh, to the Anaheim Ducks. And, you know, who I'm kind of seeing a little bit out of him is a little bit of Austin Matthews kind of play. Like, he just slows the play down. He controls the puck nicely and just an elite level shot. And he just he just knows the game. He's got a lot of hockey IQ. And uh, you can have all the skill. You can have all the hard work. But do you know the game well? And I see that Trevor Zegers has it. Yeah, even saw Matthews tweet out there. What did he say? Zegers is unreal. Yeah, he said Zegers is nice with it. That's oh, nice. Funny. It. Yeah. Um, anything else about the World Juniors? I know... Canada's blown out a few games here. They got Finland coming up on uh, New Year's Eve. The New Year's Eve game is always a good game. Uh, that will, that will, yeah, it's the Canada Finland game. But personally, I'm excited to see the Sweden versus USA. I know that's going to be a really cool game, especially with Sweden having guys with like uh, Lucas Raymond, Alexander Holtz. They're a couple exciting players to watch. Haven't really produced as much as a lot of people expected, but they're. Sweden's a uh, deep team, and same with the United States. I've actually been very impressed with Cam York. He's been looking really good out there. I believe he has uh, a goal and five assists through three games. Um, uh, he's a good player. I don't really like his attitude. I think he's a little uh, over cocky, but I guess you can be cocky when you're that good. But, um, yeah, USA and Sweden's going to be a really fun game to watch. Definitely, for sure. Uh, I think that covers – Pretty well, everything from the World Juniors, a few good matchups, like we said, and uh, yeah, we got lots to cover today, but we're just going to, we're going to have switch it up a little uh, today, and we're going to give you guys what we like to call guess who, so we're each going to pick a player, uh, could be any player in the league, we like to keep it, uh, you know, a top player on each team, uh, nothing too crazy, but we're going to take turns, so I'm going to go first, and I'm going to ask Isaiah a series of questions. So, for example, forward D, and we're going to narrow it down, and we're going to see who can guess each other's player in the least amount of guesses. So we're going to keep track. and Just a little game. We thought we'd introduce it to the podcast, and uh, we thought we think it'd be uh, entertaining for you guys. So you got your guy ready there, Isaiah? I do. You can uh, shoot me with questions. All right. I'm going to uh, start off. Uh, is your guy a forward? He is a forward. Forward, all right. Um, would he be in the Western Conference? Uh, he is in the Eastern Conference. Okay, and these are obviously the uh, last year's divisions that we're talking about. Uh, yes, yes. So, that's two guesses. Uh, is your player, is his team in the Metropolitan Division? Uh, he is not. He is not. <laughs> All right, just give me one second. Is your player is your player a centerman? Uh, he is a winger. He's a winger. Yes. So so far we've narrowed it down to a winger, and he is in the what division? Oh, so he's not in the Metropolitan. Okay. So he'll be in the Central Division. Yeah. So I guess I just go for teams. Uh, is he on a Canadian team? Uh, no, he's not. Okay, so that's five guesses. Well, it's the East Division. What? Not Central. East Division. Like the like new the division? division? Or the... No, <laughs> no, no, we were talking about last year's division. So this, so this is, is the division with Leafs, Habs. Oh. That's not Central. Oh, what the? Central is like the blues. Yeah, I know. Okay, but do you know what division I'm talking about? It's like the Habs, Leafs, Sens, Red Wings, Panthers, Lightning. Yeah, buddy. Atlantic. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying East. What the? Okay. 
but you but know, you know what division I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's five. That's five uh, guesses. Okay. So I, I can't get a guess back because I, I was in the wrong division. No, you can keep going. We'll see who has less. Oh, okay. So what am I at? Five or four? Yeah, five. Okay. Whatever. Uh, so does your player play for the Boston Bruins? No. Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers, yes. All right. And we narrowed it down to a winger, so I'm going to go ahead and just say Jonathan Hooper, though. No. What the? <laughs> okay. I find this player kind of underrated. He's a good player. Um, so that I'm at seven. Yeah. So this is my eighth pick here. Not Huberdo. Winger on the oh, I know who it is. Wait. What the? Make sure you're on nineteen twenty. Yeah, I know. He's a good player. Let me give you a guess or a hint. No, no. Oh, okay. Hoffman. Yes, Mike Hoffman it is. Okay, so eight. Florida Panthers winger, 29 goals, 30 assists, 59 points last year. I completely forgot Hoffman was on the team. I'm like, who else could it be? Some people kind of forget that he's on uh, Panthers, still think he's on Ottawa. but He actually had an underrated year. Wow. He's a good player. He's a good goal scorer. I like watching him play. He was drafted 130th overall. Like, that's pretty low. He's a good player. Okay. Yeah, eight picks. Yeah. So, you're, okay. you get the floor now, buddy. I'm up. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I'll ask, is your player in the Western Conference? No. Okay, so he's in the Eastern Conference. Is he in the Atlantic Division? No. He's in the Metro. Okay, Metro. That's two guesses. Uh, does your player play for the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. Um, does your player play for Washington Capitals? No. Uh, this is the <laughs> tough part right here when you're trying to guess the teams out of it. Um, Rangers? No. Oh, Islanders then. No. <laughs> Oh my god. This is so hard the part where you're guessing teams. Six guesses. You have two more. What do you mean two more? I gave Hi folks, sorry, we just cut out there, but Isaiah narrowed it down to the Flyers with six guesses. Awesome. Okay, so I haven't even uh, asked, is he a forward? He is a forward, yes. Awesome, so a little so, bit of progress there. That's okay. seven. There's, like, some players here that are, like, is he a centerman? He is not a centerman. Jakub Borchek? No. Travis Konechny? No. I'm just joking. He's a centerman. Well, you can't. Okay, give me those guesses back. Dude, he plays. Okay, I think of him as a winger. But, like, it's, it's debatable. Is Claude Drew? No, definitely not Drew. Couturier? No. No, he's a winger. He's a winger. Okay, okay. Those guests. Get you back. Two back. James Van Riemsdyk. No. I'll give you. Do I even give you a hint? Because I already won. It was well. I feel like we should do another one after this. But okay, he he got traded like last season to the Flyers. Big guy. 
doesn't skate overly well. Uh, where's number 13? Are you kidding me? I'm on the Flyers roster right now. He's new to the team. That's why, like, you probably won't. That was pretty chaotic there. So uh, I messed up the divisions, and I, I accidentally said he was a, a winger when he does play center. So that was my fault there. But we like this concept here, so we're going to go with one more player, and uh, we're making them a little bit more, a little bit tougher this round. So you want to do the honors or what? Uh, you start. I've got my okay. player here. All right. Um, does your player play in the Pacific Division. He does not. Okay. I definitely should have <laughs> guessed conference. Um, does your player play in the Central Division? He does. Okay, that's good. It's lucky. Yeah, I know. Okay, so there's only one Canadian team. I'm not going to guess Canadian team. I'm going to go Here's what I'm going to do. Does your team have a primarily blue logo? No. Okay. Does your team have a primarily green logo? No. Fudge. Okay. Uh, what about... Man, this is definitely the hardest part. Okay. Is your team the Nashville Predators? No. So I'm at... Four, uh, five. five. I've guessed five? Yeah. Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> no. Arizona's in Pacific. Oh, this is before the realignment. Okay. This doesn't count. What? That, that okay, didn't fine. count. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. All right. So now, when you narrow it down to, is he a forward? Yes. Ah, oh, okay. Is he a centerman? No. Winger. I have a feeling I know who it is. Um, so, I don't think he went Patrick Kane. That's too obvious. So, it's either Kubelik, Debrinkat, maybe Dak. Dak's the center. So, it's between... Well, it could be Brandon too. Okay. So, I'm at seven guesses. This is my eighth guess. I'm going to guess... Alex Debrinkat. Nope. Dominic Kubelik. No. What the? Brandon Saad? No. What? <laughs> it's not even any of those guys. What? There's no way you did Kane. No. So, Debrinkat, Saad. Maybe try to go like one more guy down or two. What the Alexander Elander? Yeah, Alex Elander. <laughs> In the okay. You didn't know that's William Elander's brother. Yeah, I know. Okay, that took me eleven. That was brutal. But mine's top two. Like way tougher than that. Like exactly equal to that. William Nylander. Okay. Are you tell us? It's same. 
you're literally saying it's huge. I like this, man. This is five seconds far. I know, but we're taking way too long. It's so hard to get the team. So, is he in the Western Conference? He is not in the West. Is he in the Atlantic Division? Nope. Okay. See, that's the way to do it. You got to say conference, then one division, then you automatically get it. Right. And then with this one, it's like all um, teams from... Is he on a New York team? Like Islanders or Rangers? Islanders or Rangers, yeah. No. Okay. Um, and that also means New Jersey because New Jersey's in New yeah. York. Okay, he's on New Jersey. Or he's he's in one of those three. So it's New Jersey. <laughs> That's a scam. You said New Okay. I said New York because New Jersey's in New York. So that's that's uh division two th- okay that's three okay um is he a forward yeah winger yeah i want to go with uh to the hall no. too simple Oh, and Because I knew you said 30 points and no. Yeah, neither am I. (laughs) That I got Miles Wood and then didn't even complete. Yeah, man. Miles Wood, you got it. That was a pretty good selection there by you. And uh, we hope you guys like that segment. Guess who? We thought it'd be fun, something to spice up the podcast a bit. We couldn't get a guest on today, unfortunately. Let us know if you guys like that. Go to our Instagram, the intermission underscore podcast, and give us your feedback on the episode. But without further ado, we're going to go into the meat and potatoes of the episode here. The main topic of today, we're going to be ranking Canadian teams in the Canadian division. We're also going to be able to do our top five forwards, top three defensemen, along with some honorable mentions in the entire league. So why don't we start off with our Canadian rankings? This is obviously it was a tough list to construct, and uh, uh, lots of good teams. No real super teams, I don't think, but just a bunch of good, uh, bunch of solid teams in this division. So why don't we just go from bottom up, and uh, we'll go back and forth. Giving our, each other our rankings? Sounds, Sounds good. good. Okay, so uh, I'm guessing we both had the same team at the end. Kind of a team that's in the rebuilding phase. Uh, I think everyone's got the Senators uh, bringing up the rear in this division. They're, I mean, they've got some good talent. Uh, they've got some good prospects, but just a team that's not going to compete well in this division. And uh, I can't see them coming anywhere but last yeah, they're not quite there yet. I think it's pretty self-explanatory that the Senators are on the bottom of the pecking order for the Canadian vision. doesn't say they have a good future there over in Ottawa, but as of next year, uh, they're going to be a bit overmatched with the fellow Canadian teams in the division. Uh, for our sixth team, I assume we have the same pick there. Uh, I went with the Montreal Canadiens there. I think they had a good run in the playoffs. But I don't think that will be sustainable in the regular season. I think people are just overhyping them quite a bit. They think Ryan Suzuki there will be able to will be able to take over, and I just I don't think that it's there. They don't have the firepower up front and the uh, and the superstar level talent that you're kind of looking for in this day and age. They got uh, they got Carey Price in that, and he's obviously uh, probably their best player for sure. But 
I, I got uh, Montreal six. Who do you have slotting in there at number six, Isaiah? I had Montreal six as well. Like you said, had a great playoff run. Um, to me, I can't see them um, doing as good in the uh, this Canadian division with so much talent on other teams. Um, I know they do have a good top three. To, uh, Sorry about that. We were uh, cutting out again on you, but uh, we're trying a new setup here with the coronavirus. We're trying to get a headphone setup going on, so we're both rocking a pair of Beats Pros and seeing uh, if we can get that going, but it just wasn't wasn't happening, so we're working on a new setup here. And you were just talking about, we just finished that Montreal six spot here each and uh, move on to number five. This is where it starts getting interesting. We both got a bit of a different mixture here of teams. For number five, I've got the Edmonton Oilers. And um, for me personally, I think these top five teams could flip-flop around. Um, but this is just what I think right now. And I've got the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, I have the best player in the National Hockey League at uh, Connor McDavid. And they've got uh, Dreisaitl, who's sitting right there. Um, but you know what? I just don't think they're deep enough. I think their goaltending is aging. Uh, and then Koskin in there isn't going to be sustainable for that team, I don't think. Uh, their defensemen are just not going to be able to... Um, uh, they're just not elite enough to uh, handle these Canadian forwards. Yeah, I promise you we're not... Uh, we don't have the exact same list, but I also have Oilers slotting at the fifth spot there. Uh, like you mentioned... They obviously have the best player in the world with Connor McDavid and a, a solid number two with Leon Draisaitl posting 110 points in the last uh, last season. I think you'll be able to build off that last year. Uh, maybe not quite the production as that, but when I when I look at the roster, I just don't see the depth to be able to compete with the rest of these Canadian teams. Uh, I th- I think when you have the best player in the world, you should be doing anything to build a solid foundation around them. I know they uh, added Tyler Brody there. He might be a bit of a help on the defensive end, but their goaltending and defense as a whole is just such a question mark. I don't really know what I'm getting, and I, I don't think they have the forward depth either. I think so, you uh, meant Tyson Berry. Oh, did I say uh, Tyler, Tyler Brody? Brody. <laughs> 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 we, all, we know what I meant there. Uh, yeah, so... Here's where my list, well, starting with the Oilers, from number five to number two, is uh, those those teams could just shuffle any which way. I think I had three different versions of this list before I finally settled on the last one here, and I might change my opinion tomorrow. But as of right now, at number four, I have the Calgary Flames. And uh, my reason for that, I'll, let, I'll tell you right now. So... Calgary, they obviously added uh, Jacob Markstrom. We watched him closely in Vancouver last year, and he was just a phenomenal player for the team. I think he was the MVP. Uh, he'll he'll likely have a good season uh, next year. I don't know if it will match his last year's totals, but they're they're looking like they have a strong foundation uh, in goaltending. Now their their defense have a bit of question marks. Uh, Mark Giordano was coming off. Uh, uh, best defenseman in the league two years ago, a Norris Trophy, but uh, I don't know if he's the same Mark Giordano as as he once was. They also have Rasmussen, I believe, as their number two D-man, and uh, yeah, I don't... Getting that mixed up. It's Rasmus Anderson. You keep putting that together. <laughs> he's a good player, though. He's a really good player. He's kind of underrated. He's yeah, a- he's a bit of an underrated player in the league, but up front... Their forwards, their superstars have just had so many question marks over the last couple of years. Um, very inconsistent performance with players like Johnny Goudreau and Sean Monahan. And I just don't see, I know they got Matthew Kachuk up front there too. He's obviously an emerging star in the league. But I, I just don't think they'll be able to compete with the likes of the, the rest of the teams in the division there. And like I said though, it can go any way here. They could finish first in the division. I wouldn't be surprised they could come fifth. And it, it wouldn't be a great shock to me either. Now, I know you're itching to say something here, Isaiah. I'll pass it over. I've been talking for too long here. Yeah, well, you've basically explained the history of the Flames for the last five years, and I don't know what more <laughs> I could say about that. 
But uh, enough talk about Jackson rambling on about the Flames. I got the Winnipeg Jets sitting at number four. Um, they've got some elite level talent up front. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, I believe, won the Vesna. He did. He did. Yep. <laughs> Great goaltender. Uh, he's a, like the Vesna says, he's the best goaltender in the league last year. And I think he's going to, um, he could do the same next year. And then they've got guys like uh, Kyle Connor, Mike Shifley, uh, Blake Wheeler up front, or just, and Patrick Laine. And people are saying Patrick Laine is going to have the best season uh, of his year this year, but or of his career this year. But um, I think they're going to be so solid up front. But their defense is just so questionable right now. I think their best D man is nowhere to be found. Dustin Bufflin, not sure where he is, but I just don't think. Uh, you can come first in a Canadian division without uh, the help with a strong defense core. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there. Totally makes sense to me. But uh, you had uh, Winnipeg fourth, and I have them slotted third. Um, and I'll give you my reasons for that. Like you said, Connor Hellebuck, he's the, the best goalie in the NHL and uh, last year, and I don't think he's slowing down any this upcoming season. Now, when you have a goaltender of that uh, caliber, you automatically you're going to have a, a contending hockey club. No matter who you have playing in front of him, he's going to put them in hockey games, and he's going to win them lots of games as well. Now I look at their top six forwards. I think they have the best top six in the Canadian division, and possibly some of the top, the best top six in the entire league, uh, along the likes of uh, Kyle Connor. Um, like you said, Patrick Laine might be having the best best season of his career. Ehlers up there as well and uh, Shifley. So we've been saying for multiple years that I think uh, Winnipeg's got a really good team, and obviously they lost a few key components on the back end there. But but they're uh, I think they're going to be a contending team with uh, Hellbuck and Nett. And uh, who do you got there at number, number three, Isaiah? Uh, I know you'd like them to be a little bit higher, but I've got the Vancouver Canucks. Um, Jackson's punching air right now, but... um. Like, they're such a good hockey club, and they're just getting better. Um, like I said, these top five teams can flip around, but I've got them here right now because um, there's not much to be said about them except they did lose some of their uh, top guys, like uh, Jacob Markstrom to the Flames. They did have Brayden Holtby now, but uh, he had a questionable year last year, and um, although he has been very solid in the past, uh, we're just waiting on to see if he's going to be able to produce the same um, this year. Uh, but, I, yeah, I've got the Canucks here at number three. I think them and the Flames are going to flip-flop back and forth. The Oilers, uh, those three teams will have some really good games against each other. But, uh, yeah, for now they're sitting at number three. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, love to hear that, but... I hear what you're saying, and I'm definitely going to listen with uh, open ears. But my number two slot, obviously, my hometown team, my favorite team, the Vancouver Canucks, at number two. And uh, some people have them listed as low as sixth in the division. I think that's absurd. Uh, they're coming off two series wins here, which is a huge milestone for the organization. And we have, we just have a unreal squad here in Vancouver. We have... Uh, Elise Pedersen, who I believe is going to have his best year. He's coming into his third year in the league. I think he's just going to have an unreal season, uh, and he's going to play alongside Brock Besser, who's due for a big season. JT Miller has proved himself as one of the best players in the league. And you have Bo Horvat, uh, probably arguably the second-best centerman, uh, best second-line centerman in the league, just a great two-way player, uh, the captain of the team. And I don't think they're slowing down from last season. They lost Jacob Markstrom, of course, but Thatcher Demko proved to be dominant in the postseason. And I like the acquisition of Braden Holpe. I know people are questioning his uh, performance last season, but uh, I don't think one year defines a goalie's career, and I think he'll be able to bounce back nicely and kind of uh, groom Demko to be the goalie of the future here in Vancouver. They also uh, lost Chris Tanev, who was the heart and soul of the organization for over 10 seasons. But... Uh, the acquirement of Nate Schmidt, I think, will be able to fill that hole a bit. And uh, I know I had a few question marks myself with his contract and just the length and term. And that obviously scares me, uh, signing a guy like that who's obviously aging. 
to uh, some big money, but only gave up a third-round pick, so lots of people are saying it's to steal the, steal the offseason. Um, we also lost Troy Stetcher. I'm not too uh, concerned about that. We have uh, multiple young players looking to uh, jump in and crack the lineup with Rathbone, Rafferty, and uh, Eoli of Levy. Hoglander is going to be uh, looking to make a spot here. I think he'll be filling in nicely in the top six. And yeah, <laughs> sorry I'm rambling on. I just love the Canucks so much. I could talk about them all day long. But yeah, I have them at number two. Um, I think when you have Pedersen and Hughes and uh, Demko like that, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be falling anywhere short of number two in the league. How about you, Isaiah? Well, thanks, Jackson. Now I know all about the Vancouver Canucks. Um, I've got... I'm sure I'm going to hear about the Leafs in a bit, so just uh, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Calgary Flames, for me, at number two. Um, Hot take. It is. Uh, kind of... Watched them play a lot against the Leafs or a couple times this year, and Leafs couldn't uh, really produce much against them. I mean, they're like a a really good team up front. They've got some uh, guys that I feel like are going to have really good seasons. I know Johnny Hockey didn't really have the season he wanted last year, but I know that Matthew Tuchuk, uh is going to have another one of his uh, outstanding seasons. Um Sean Monahan is also a really good player. He's a playmaker kind of guy, and uh, I think he's definitely going to produce um, well. Um, and then, like, their defense are just solid all the way around. Um, Jackson's already talked a lot about them, but uh, another thing, a key point that they have, two really solid goaltenders. And when you have uh, two goaltenders that you can rely on, something that the Leafs don't have, um, it's like, it's such a good thing, uh, especially when your starter, like Jacob Markstrom wants an off night, then you can put David Riddich in and he's also, uh, can fill that backup role very nicely. But yeah, I got the flames in number two. Yeah. You're beaking me a bit there for going rambling on about the flames. And then you just, uh, added on to what I was saying. So can't complain about that at number two. Like we obviously said probably 10 times already, these teams can just go up and down. Like <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, number one spot, I think it's no question. Well, there's a question, but I think uh, it's pretty safe to say as a preseason rankings that we have Isaiah's favorite team. Uh, he's a West Coast boy, but somehow he likes the Leafs. Doesn't make sense to me, but uh yeah, I got the Leafs at one. Austin Matthews is proving to be a top, what, 10 player in the league, no right. doubt. And all that Isaiah talk, because he likes talking Leafs, but I don't know my Leafs quite as much, but quite as well. But, uh, yeah, they got a good squad over there in Toronto, and I'll let Isaiah talk about it. You know what? I will. Uh, I know Jackson doesn't want to hear about the Leafs, even though I – because I talk about them every day, but I'll kind of keep it short and sweet. This is one of the best uh, offensive teams in hockey. They're so powerful. Uh, when they have the puck with possession in the offensive zone, uh, they're, you're just, it's so eye-opening to see what they do. Uh, they're, and it's not like they're getting any worse. They're just getting better and better. I know everyone chirps me all the time for, oh, you can't get her out of the first round. Um, but, like, we're going to get out of the first round. And these predictions are for the regular season. And um, we've added lots of uh, some – what we didn't have uh, in the past was experience. We've added that with Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons. We've added uh, defense with TJ Brody. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Rasmus Sandin's coming up on defense as well, uh, coming off a uh, uh, 2020 um, World Juniors defense uh, player of the tournament. And um, Frederick Anderson might be his last year with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I think he's going to leave it all out there. He wants a cup. I know everyone on the Leafs wants a cup. And, uh, yeah, and these old guys, they uh, are all coupless, and they really want one. And uh, I think these young guys are also going to obviously help uh, produce it with them. But uh, that's all I'll say about them. They're coming in first, and I'm excited to watch them play. I just want to see some hockey, and I'm excited for January 13th. 
Yeah, the 13th is the date they settled with. Uh, hopefully they can meet that. I think they've been pretty good at hitting dates these uh, past couple of, uh, well, the bubble and, and everything alike. But that, that does it for the Canadian rankings. And uh, you can let us know what your rankings are, I think. Um, you can let us know on the Instagram or Twitter. We're starting up a Twitter, I think, as well. But now we're going to be going on to our top five forwards in the entire NHL. Now, these are our opinions, of course, and uh, we took some time to construct these lists. And why don't I start off once again? I think we'll start, we'll, we'll go one to five here. I think we'll start off at the top. Some people have been saying, oh, Nathan McKinnon, best player in the league. He had a great playoffs, obviously, dominant performance, dominant to watch, such a pleasure to watch. But my number one, as it should be, is Connor McDavid, the best player in the world. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm not going to ramble on about it. And do you agree, Isaiah? He's, he's shaking his head. He's not. And McDavid's the best player in the world. I know people have been saying McDavid's best player in the world. I know some people have been saying um, it's McKinnon's best player in the world. To me, it's just without a doubt, just Rafi Torres is just one of the <laughs> best. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Mc, uh, Connor McDavid is the best player in the world. He's so um, dominant. It's, it's like crazy when he has the puck, especially against the Leafs. I'm pissing my pants. I don't know what he's doing next. But um, uh, I think what we should do is we'll go, you go your one to five, I'll go my one to five. Sure, that sounds good. Rafi Torres, that's a good one. <laughs> All righty. Um, number two spot, I mentioned it before. Uh, it's a pretty tight race between one and two, but uh, I think it's for sure that McDavid secures the number one spot and Nathan McKinnon slots in at number two. I don't think uh, you can find many uh, top five lists in the world without those guys one and two. So McKinnon obviously uh, just had a last couple seasons, had a breakout few years, and he's just been one of the more dominant players in the entire league. Um, he's a pleasure to watch, and uh, he's only getting better. I think he's on pace for for a fantastic season here, and he's going to be looking to lead the Colorado Avalanche to probably their first uh, Stanley Cup in a while, and I think they got a great squad over there. But uh, I'll move on to my number three. So lots of people have been uh, doubting this guy. Uh, he's with his age, and he's been getting a bit older. But I, I think you, you, can't, you, you can't go wrong with uh, Sidney Crosby at my number three spot. He's been the face of the NHL for, for a decade here. And he's just a he's just a fantastic player. He innovated the game in so many different ways, and and I think he's a top uh, top five player all time, and he's still a top three player in the league. So don't doubt him. And that's Sidney Crosby at number three. Now number four, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up a bit, and we're gonna go with uh, Panarin of the New York Rangers. He uh, signed a big ticket there at eleven mil, and I was questioning it a bit at the start, but he's just a un, just an unreal talent. He's from the Russian uh, league there. He's a bit older, and he's only played a few years in the league, but wow, see something special to watch. <laughs> Such a great player, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what this guy's on. Oh, my God, he's just munching a sandwich in the corner. But... I can't see him getting anywhere than... Okay, we'll hear your list after, and then we'll talk about it, bud. And uh, number, oh, not to mention he has joining, has him, joining him is Alexis Lafreniere. Along with, uh, he's got just a good team over there. I think they're an underrated team in the league. They had a pretty early uh, upset in the postseason, but they're just going to be a good hockey club. Anyways, number five, uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins. Wow, he is something special to watch. He's just such a creative player, such a smart player. And I think he's no doubtably a top five player in the NHL. Now I'm going to go on. I'm going to give you guys a few honorable mentions here. And these guys just missed my top five. It was super tight. And uh, I have three on my list here. So my first honorable mention is Leon Dreisaitl, the uh, reigning scoring champ of the league last year. And he uh, had a dominant performance, posting 110 points. But, but the reason I had him low is because I recently saw a stat that Leon Dreisaitl was minus seven in the season. Now, I just find that uh, mind-boggling that someone had 110 points was minus seven. So that means he was on the ice 
for at least 117 goals against, and it was definitely more than that. It was probably more like 140, 150. So to be minus seven at 110 points, yeah, he's obviously a fantastic offensive talent, but I think his defensive game is definitely lacking, and I want these top five to be just an all-around list. Another honorable mention, I'm going to go with Austin Matthews. I think he's the uh, probably the best goal scorer in the league. She's got a fantastic shot and release. Like you said, Isaiah, um, sorry, I'm, I'm talking really fast here. I'm just super excited. Um, but yeah, so I'll just wrap up pretty quickly. Uh, Matthews, and then I also have Pedersen. I think it's his uh, third year in the league, and he's going to have a great season. I also would like to say Kucherov is not on the list just because of his injury um, coming up, but he wouldn't have been my top five anyways, maybe. And then it's uh, your turn, Isaiah. Thanks, Jackson. Uh, my top five, there's a lot of uh, good players on here, but I think you've already covered McDavid and McKinnon. I've got McDavid one, I've got McKinnon two. Just two players that just separate uh, themselves from everyone. There's no one that will uh, overcome them in the next uh, while here. At three, I have Pasternak. I'm not saying he's the best. Uh, He's the third best player in the league, but he's going to have the uh, third best season in the league next year just because of uh, he's on the best line in hockey. And, um, yeah, I, I just think he's going to p- produce a lot. Fourth is Crosby. I just love Sidney Crosby. He's such a good two-way player. He's a leader. He's just everything you want from a hockey player. And uh, it's kind of sad seeing him uh, slowly edge off his uh, career, but um, he's just just a player I love watching, and I'm going to be sad to see him go. Five, I've got my Toronto Maple Leafs boy, Austin Matthews. People say Ovechkin's still the best finisher in the league. I think it's Austin Matthews for me. His shot is he's changing the game, uh, just changing the angle of the shot, and he's shown that it's so effective with uh, these 40-goal seasons that he's producing. Uh, my honorable mentions, I know I was laughing at Jackson for having Panarin, but I just didn't think he was on my top five. But uh, obviously the bread man's going to be one of the best players in the league when he's making that much money. And then for me, I have Jack Eichel carrying the Buffalo Sabres franchise. Um, I think he's just going to keep doing what he's doing and uh, just such an offensive threat. Uh, I know people debate Matthews or Eichel, but I've got Matthews, and but Eichel is still probably one of the best players. Yeah, hot take there with Eichel. Obviously, he's gross, and he's got an unreal shot. And like you said, he is pretty gross. He is ew. Um, Now, we're both D-man here. So we're going to head over to our top three D, and we're going to follow up with some honorable mentions. Now, uh, love him or hate him, number one D in the league, just coming off a uh, unreal playoff performance there. He's just a... Beast in the playoffs, and he's obviously a fantastic all-around defenseman. Victor Hedman is my number one D in the league as of right now. Number two of the Nashville Predators, their captain, and he just got a he resigned a contract extension this year. Roman Yossi. I don't think you can go wrong. He's a top three finalist for the Norris, and he's a great player. Here's where my hot take comes in. Uh, you went with your Toronto Maple Leafs boy for number five, uh, the Fords. I'm sticking with my man. Quinn Hughes, number 43, Huggy Bear, third bestie in the league. Love it or hate it. Um, yeah, what can I What can I say? Uh, I think I have the young D-man are kind of the future of the league. And I think I could have gone with three very, four very comparable D-man at the number four spot between Makar, Theodore, or Makar, Heiskanen, Hughes, and maybe Darlene, or, or I'd say the four. Big young D-man in the league, but uh, yeah, I gotta go with Hughes at number three. I think he's gonna be a point of game next year, and he's just getting better and better. Like you can't knock the guy; he's a fantastic skater, playmaker. I'd like to model my game after him, so uh, I'm gonna give him a number three rank in there, as uh, I just love watching the guy. Uh, honorable mentions: I already mentioned these three names, but uh, Shea Theodore. I think uh, us. West Coast boys, we've been watching him a few years play at the Yale Hockey Academy and the uh, Thunderbirds. I don't think he played when well, it was called Thunderbirds when he was there, but uh, he's been through that organization, and we really, really saw him take off in the playoffs here. I think people started to appreciate how good of a D-man he actually is, and I'll be joined with uh, Alex Petrolangelo. I think they'll have the best one-two punch in the National Hockey League next season, and uh, he's only getting better. 
after that, Kale McCarr, the Calder winner. I think he's right there with Quinn Hughes. It's just a it's a tight uh, net, and we'll have to see. You know what? Who has the better career to determine who's the better player? As of right now, it's all up in the air. And lastly, Miro Heiskanen had a fantastic playoff performance, and another young D man. I just I can't get enough of these young D studs that are coming in the league. They're gross. Here's your top three, Isaiah. My top three. Um, I kind of switched it up a little bit. I had Victor Hedman, though, uh, all set first. Just after that playoffs, like, I can't see um, him not being first. Like, he's such – and he uses his size in such a strong way that um, he, he's so, like, dominant out there. He's calms the play down. He fits so well with the Lightning. And uh, obviously they're going to have a, another good season coming off the cup. Second, I'm a little different. I've got Kel McCarr. I know – yeah, Jackson, Jackson's a Hughes over McCarr kind of guy, but I love Kale McCarr. He's such a smooth skater. He's probably the best glider in the uh, National Hockey League, um, especially fitting in on that uh, off that Colorado Avalanche offense. I think they're going to be an unreal team in the league uh, as well. So, And Kale McCarr is going to lead the back end for that club. So, uh, yeah, I've got McCarr at second. Third, Shea Theodore, Fraser Valley boy. We saw him absolutely... Uh, take control of the Canucks versus Vegas series. Yeah, I know. I think he did. He had such a good playoff, um, and like I like he's a he's a young guy too. He's getting better and better. Him and uh, Petriangelo will be the top two guys on Vegas, and I think they're going to work very well together. Uh, beautiful, uh, smart hockey player playing uh, left-handed defenseman there. And then my honorable mentions are kind of a package deal. I've got uh, uh, Wierenski and Seth Jones from Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, I think this is a young uh, pairing, and I think they're the most dominant pairing in the National Hockey League. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I literally do. I know I said Shea Theodore and uh, Petriangelo are going to look good, but Wierenski and Jones, especially against the Leafs, they're such a uh, dominant duo, and I think they're really going to take off this year. Wow. Yeah, those guys uh, kind of flew under my radar a bit when I was making my lists. I don't know if I had them top three or honorable mentions, but I think you had them in the package deal, so that's kind of what uh, raises their value quite a bit there. And they also are playing uh, for Columbus, a bit of an underappreciated market and a smaller market, but obviously they took it to the Leafs the last couple of years in the playoffs. And uh, what more What more can we say? I think we wrapped it up uh, pretty good. I like this episode. We're just... Having a chill day and just, you know what, going over some topics. The guess who was nice to mix that in there. And thanks for tuning in again, boys. We uh, we appreciate the support and the ladies out there listening too. Uh, I think Isaiah has a little crush on Shea Theodore. He's calling him beautiful the other uh, minute. He's a, a good-looking guy. Um, yeah, Fraser... <laughs> Fraser Valley boy and yeah we appreciate the support I know it's just our fourth episode we're obviously learning and you guys uh, we appreciate you guys listening um, make sure to tune in for our next episode as well and uh, any last words Isaiah no I'm good you guys have a good one thanks for tuning in thanks boys see you later